Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. My name is Mark McMahon and joining me today to discuss Pompey's one-all draw at Morecambe is the tired, the weary, the bleary-eyed Jordan Cross. Jordy, welcome. <laughs> it is Monday after all. You're Don't sound so upbeat. <laughs> Don't sound so upbeat, Mark, after the weekend. And that. <laughs> but you didn't go there, did you? So I can imagine, I can imagine why you've got a little bit more luster in your voice than, <laughs> than I have. Well, you know what, Jordy? Let's let's just go straight in, dude. You you left Pompey at six thirty on Saturday. You didn't arrive back to what probably near midnight. How was your personal experience of a one-all draw at Morecambe now? Probably in keeping with the. Um, Majority, the vast majority of the thousand plus Pompey fans who, who did the similar trip. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, apart from the ones that seem to bump into Tyson Fury, they seem to be a, a wash, you know, swathe of uh, Tyson Fury selfies as he was jogging along Morgan Bay, which probably was a highlight for a number of fans. Um, it wasn't as cold as some trips to Morgan have been in the past. That's about all I've got, though. You should have known, all right, every time we go to the Hurley Flyer outside Morecambe, outside the Mizuma Stadium, or Globe Arena, or whatever you want to call it, and we were looking forward to a steak to uh, give us some sustenance, and all three of us, the the lads, I ordered a medium, the other lads ordered the other two medium rare, and it came back like an old boot. (laughs) Our way through this, that, that was... That was a sign of things to come, really. Yeah, it kind of went steadily downhill from there. Um, yeah, Derek Adams being Derek, and all the signs were there, weren't they? Really, you know, you just like Derek Adams just living in a parallel universe. Look, I know, I know, Morgan were probably the you know the more worthy winners and would be more disappointed with the draw, but he does come up with some funny things, doesn't he? Like just, um, yeah, I have seen stuff that I should have been a landslide. Landslide and, and five or six goals is um is a is a bit wacky. Um, yeah, Pompey, yeah. I mean, let's 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 have it right. Um, uh, Pompey were 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 way short in period of the game. It was a weird afternoon. I mean, if you want to break down the performance, for the first half an hour, Pompey got himself in a, what I would say was a good place, a good reasonable reasonable control of the game, uh, but weren't creating much in, in the way of tangible chances because of their execution in the final third or a final pass was short. Crosses were, were you know, the execution in, the, in, the, in those areas. So it wasn't much apart from Owen Dale's shot. Then they gave away a terrible goal. 36 minutes in, picking apart. Ogilvy could have done more. Uh, the, the run wasn't tracked from shore. It was a terrible, it was a shambles of a goal to, to give away. And then Pompey did something that they haven't done for a while, but did a lot last season when they just, they the response to adversity, they just fell apart. And it could have been two or three before half time. Certainly should have been two, and it wasn't for Josh Griffiths, yeah. a world class save from him. Then from 45 to the goal uh, in the second half, they, they were ramping it up, Pompey. Again, not too much tangible, but the, the pressure was there. Um, and they got the goal, and they should have then really got themselves, you know, got a real foothold in the game and gone on and 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 just been professional enough to snuff it out, and um and then carry on and and, and get the win. But they just the, the game became really open, and um and it was like you know an end to end game, you know this you know the cliche basketball match, and Pompey were giving chances away, and I mean it, if it wasn't for Cole Stockton kind of inexplicably deciding to uh, put a ball across the face of goal um, late on. 
um, which obviously he wouldn't have been doing that last season, that's for sure. Um, and he was better place to shoot. That that could have been. And then and then saves from um, Josh Griffiths, two or three world class saves in the final reckoning, probably. So um, yeah, I mean we go into it, Mark, but players not performing at the moment, not up to not up to scratch. And you saw more marks out of ten, and there were a couple of fours. I think there's three fours I gave, and lots of fives. And aside from it, it took it took a Dane Scarlett, who's you know, not it's not going for him at the moment, but to, you know, put put the temp, set the tempo, and work, and just play with energy, which wasn't echoed around his teammates. As a teenager, it takes a teenager to do that and set the example with with some senior players not you know not doing what yeah just not doing it really yeah um, and, and yeah and then of course Josh Griffiths the keeper was excellent as well yeah it's it's interesting you say that about the senior players like it's it's disappointing bearing in mind that. A lot of Kylie's recruitment has been bringing in players that should have the nose to get us out of this division, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at it in, in championship, look at the loans at the moment. Josh Caroma. Owen oh, Dell, I thought started okay, actually, but then faded. Um, and, yeah, faded considerably. But Caroma's... I mean, these aren't the really experienced players. Kind of, they're, 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 they're established. They're... they're, they're Championship players, they should be, yeah. be selling at this level, and and they've gone off the boil um, of late. But um, Ryan, yeah, you know, it's my job to name, you know, name names, and and I would be doing my job <laughs> if, if I wasn't. It's not something I take joy in, and you know, it's not something there's pleasure in it. But Ryan Tunnicliffe was anonymous on Saturday; he was well short of what he should be, and and I would say I thought when when Ryan came back in for the, for the Papa John's games, I, I thought he might be one that would might sack it off to be honest and yeah. and he didn't he, he said he played really well in those games and was very professional so it's not that but he he was missing he, he was a wall on um on saturday marlon pack reassuring return to see him there but he was rusty and he, he'd be honest enough to admit that you could see the signs of ring rust after you know best part part of a month yeah. out and just players that normally are so dependable connor ogilvy so dependable normally he was got the, he got almost Almost stood up for 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 the goal and the ball was played inside it, but then he got found himself under balls as, from crosses in the second half and caught out positionally, which is not Conor Ogilvy really. I think you know maybe I gave him a four, maybe I was, it could have been a five, maybe a four and a half. But you know these players aren't you know you expecting more of them than, than we got certainly on on Saturday, and it, and it and it really was across the pitch. Denver Hume, I wouldn't lay, lay any blame at his door. I thought he came, he did okay when he came on. Scarlett Griffiths, I've mentioned. Um, that's your lot, really, though. Oh, Sean Raggett, sorry, Sean Raggett as well. He 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 was Sean Raggett, but beyond that, there's too many not performing for Portsmouth. That's the way it is. What do you put it down to? Like we've been told this past couple of weeks that it's the midfield. The midfield it seems to be a problem. Well, you've literally just turned around and say as well, here's an alternative. There's actually more going on than meets the eye here. Like, so like what is it then? Is it is it the midfield or is it a wider issue? Yeah, I like the way actually a wider issue. There we go. <laughs> uh, I like you did there. Um, um, I wasn't yeah. putting words into your mouth at all. Though. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. I just yeah, fantastic. It, it, it was. Um, yeah, you got to look at the wing as a, a, a source of a substantial source of the problem at the moment because they aren't they aren't performing how they how they did when they came in. Um, they, they, they dropped off and. Um, yeah, when I talk about the kind of final execution and and, and not getting it because the chances weren't created, then you have to look at Owen Dow and Josh Caroma as being sort of um, central to that, really. Um, 
particularly Karoma, uh, I think he's having problems with his confidence. I don't think it's him just kind of, um, you know, swanning along in, 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 in League One, but I think his confidence just from what you hear from certain places might be ebbing away at the minute and they've got to work at getting that going again because um, we need the Josh Karoma that came in and started, started his Pompey career so impressively. And also, I mean, much has been said about the kind of expected goals against and Pompey not giving much away in chances, but it could have been a, it could have been a professional 1-0 win at Morecambe. The way it worked out, they obviously got they got away with it. But you know, if they'd not given away a poor goal, it would have been a one nil. Yeah, um, and that was yeah. You can't be giving away sloppy goals like that. I mean, there was a yeah. They ran through the middle of the midfield, didn't they? Yeah, Shaw's run was you know you watch the replay. Um, yeah, the whole of the game it's quite clear that he ran through the middle. I'm not quite sure about who who it was, but Rowan uh, Owen Dow was sort of pointed out. But I think he kind of he was tracking the fullback there. You could have drive the bus through the middle of the park for that for that goal. Uh, so I don't I don't see where didn't see where Tunnicliffe was in, in that. But um, yeah, so that that's got to be a problem. That um, you know that was um, un unpompy like under Danny Cowley really. Um, so that that that's that's got to be part of the uh, debate as well as well. But also, I'll let you ask it. I mean, but the strikers. I mean, they're not probably you know doing as well as they have done at times in the season. Certainly Dane Scarlett. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dale Scarlett, we all know he hasn't scored what in ten games for all his his energy and and drive and and what he brings to a team. At the end of the day, it's goals that really matter. That's yeah. not at, at any level. Like so, he, he's coming up short there. Kobe Bishop's scoring the goals, but then people are criticizing because he's not doing much else. Then apart from banging the ball in the back net, and then you got Joe Piggott, who can't seem to. The break the stranglehold that those two have, like, and makes you wonder why can he not do that if one of them's not producing the goods, like. So yeah, mm. their goals have dried up. Before before Ipswich, probably were scoring two point one goals a game. Ever since then, it's what average not point eight three, I believe. So again, goal seems to be a massive, massive issue at the moment. Yeah, I mean, as you say, that that, that was quite interesting. You just said off camera, didn't you? Um, that that that's that about two point one. Was it from the Ipswich game? Did you say from from after the Ipswich game? Yeah, would have obviously yeah. been three two. So zero point eight from two point one. I mean, just by coincidence, I was looking at the expected goals for 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 that period as well, and they are down and as low as zero point eight against Charleston. We know that was poor. Zero point nine against Fleetwood. Uh, up to one point eight at Ipswich. One point five. So zero point eight three. I mean, their expected goals is above that, so that suggests that the forwards aren't quite performing at the at the level they should be. Uh, but the fact that it's got, I would say that that, that expected goals is also down. Um, perhaps means also that they're not creating the chances. So it's probably it's a combination of both. I would say yeah, that yeah. kind of uh, the, the the chance creation isn't quite what it was. The players aren't the strikers aren't quite firing. But then I wouldn't, you know, how can you blame Colby Bishop when he was, what, what was he given on the weekend, really? I, I gave him, I started giving the marks out of 10 and I kind of put him on a five, but said he didn't get, a, you know, that, that opportunity. And then he got that sniff, sniff the goal out like Colby Bishop does. But that was all he was going to get. He was getting, he was feeding on scraps, scraps on the weekend. So if you kind of throw in those kind of, those relative drop-offs in chance creation and, and the strikers taking their chances, Throwing a sloppy or goal, goal or two being given away, and you're kind of getting a, a, a kind of drop off in levels from early in the season in, in those departments. Put it all together, and you've probably got one win and eight. Do you sense that Danny knows the problems 
he's of course he's the manager. He's probably will know the problems like, but does he know the solutions to the problems? Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I when I before I went on holiday, I kind of spoke to spoke to Danny about the kind of dropping in position in the table and he kind of said, well, I've always known where we, where we stand in things. And the subtext of that was, I don't think we're an automatic promotion team. I probably think we're a, a, an in and around a, a, a playoff team. So that's where Pompey are. Um, obviously, yeah, the form, the form's not, not good. <laughs> it's quite incredible. They're kind of still in there. It feels a bit at the moment, yeah. doesn't it? Given, given what's going, going on. Um, obviously lots been made of the injuries. And, that, and, we, and when you have those injuries, you will, and you lose your key players, it will be a factor. It's not the only factor, though. No, players aren't performing as well. No, and that's, that's, that's a significant thing. So I bet that's starting, I mean, well, I'm sure it is starting to work, supporters, when they hear about injury, Danny talking about that a lot. There is, you know, there is something to that. We, we all know there's something bubbling underneath now. I mean, sort of veiled sort of uh, criticisms have become more explicit now. Certainly on that front, we'll go on to that. Um, but yeah, if you throw yeah, if you kind of throw it all into the melting pot, then then there's kind of all these contributing uh, contributing factors towards towards where where we stand at the moment. Yeah, like if, if Chrome is not playing well at the minute, probably don't have an option really. Curtis was out on Saturday. Michael Jacobs, Rico Haggard, who I've actually been quite impressed with from recent games. Uh, yeah, he's not getting the go there. Like, but if Chrome is not doing it, where where's your alternatives? Like, so yeah, I think yeah. you're right on Rico. I think you're right on Rico that. Um, it kind of has been a lot of question marks over him in his Pompey career, but I think he seems to seems to be a bit of freedom about the way he's playing at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that, that that's certainly certainly one to look at. Maybe I should get Matt Ritchie. Well, I was going to say Matt Ritchie's available in January. Knockdown price. There's there's the solution there, Jordan. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see on probably fifty grand a week. So probably more than that, isn't it? So um, I know Matt would love to come back to Pompey. He would do. But when I spoke to him last about it, it was. Um, he, I think he was kind of like he wanted to come back and, and be a force still we were talking about that but for that to happen I think the start had to align really and I think that meeting had to take place in the championship Yeah, I mean I'd never say never because Matt's um, you know he's genuine and heartfelt in his desire to, to want to play for Pompey again so I, I'd never say never on that one um, we'll see what happens in January but a lot would have to happen for that to work especially with Pompey you know their budget taken up at the moment by players. So I think I dare say players would have to leave, and uh, yeah. Matt would have to, uh, you know, become a relative pauper. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, to yeah, yeah, people would be angry about that. Yeah, pauper. But, uh, no, he'd have to take a significant downturn in in wages, wouldn't he? To, uh, but that that's finances would never be Matt's motivation, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the here and now, though, and, and you've already addressed it slightly about these injury situations and Tom Lowry. Like, we, we all anticipated Tom Lowry playing on Saturday after his comeback against Hereford. He's a no-show whatsoever, so he's, he's clearly had a setback. But as you say, Danny, afterwards in his post-match interviews, wasn't exactly diplomatic. It was diplomatic in a sense, but at the same time too, you could read an awful lot between the lines there. No, I mean it's it's become, as I say, I think it's become more a lot more um, explicit. You know, when he's saying things like, "I'm just getting the quotes up now." Let's say it is, they will kill us, referring to the injuries. Um, just, just, let's just um, let the quotes do the talking here because I kind of I think I called them no holds barred, and someone took exception to that. But um, Tom Larry, I just feel sorry for him. He's worked really hard, so immediately. He's not putting the blame at Tom Lowry, hasn't he? Yeah. Okay. Let's say it how it is. It's eight weeks today, and it, he did a, a 1B 
hamstring tear. So for those who don't know, the grading is one to, you know, I think freezer complete tear and this is a low level grade so it's not an injury that should be out for eight weeks is what he's getting at there a very low level hamstring injury but he's broken down a number of times so he's kind of like why is that going on now he's broken down again then he goes on strong quotes again um we lost some at the back end of the week we consistently are getting recurring injuries and they will kill us they will stop us achieving what we want to achieve unless we rectify it that's pretty no no holds barred for me it's impossible. It's impossible. How sustainable is it? I don't know. You'd have to ask someone else. So he's publicly coming out and kind of criticising the situation around recurring injuries, isn't he? You don't need to be a genius to work out where that goes. Now, I know some people have kind of pointed at, um, they're saying, is it the training ground? Is that what he's getting at? Danny kind of mentioned the training ground at the start of the year with reference to not being able to get out as much, and do as much training as, as he would possibly like. That's not what he's getting at here, is he? It's quite. I think it's quite clear that he he he's angry over the number of recurring injuries. So you can. It's frustration from him, and, and I'm so I'm sure he's thinking, oh, this is what I want to get it out there now and and say it. You can um have your own conclusions. I don't know. There's a lot of opinion, opinions on whether he should be saying that or he should be keeping his own counsel. But there it is. I mean, that that's the route that Danny's gone down there, and um, I just know that he's um he, he's become angrier um, over the weeks from kind of veiled comments and maybe a little moan off the record to kind of, you know, pretty explicit stuff for me now. As a human that can of worms, though, what's the end game here? Gosh, that's a grenade grenade of a question, isn't it? Sorry. But if you're coming out out and saying this type of thing, you you want that to pre- the prompt a reaction somewhere along the line, whether yeah. that they the players come back or something else. Like so, what's what's his motivation for doing this here? Yeah, I think frustration is part of it. You know, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a logical thing. He's probably coming out and annoyed after a defeat, and he, he wants to kind of put a put a context across. Um, I think that that's a part of it. Um, he obviously wants it to stop. Um, and how you how you get there then? Well, you can you can debate um, moving forward. So I know that um, new sporting director Richard Hughes is in situ now, isn't he? Um, and there is, you know, he's going to be uh, doing an audit of sorts and, and having a, getting an overall feel for for things. So he'll obviously be looking at areas that can be improved. And uh, and if, if if it's kind of looking at how we can avoid these injuries recurring, then then that's obviously going to fall fall under his hat, and it'd be for for Richard Hughes to, to, to uh, play a key role in, in certainly in finding the, the solutions to these problems. Could, like, again, I'm, we had a chat before we come on here and we, we discussed what we're going to talk about. We didn't mention Joe Morell in that there pre-programmed chat, like, but you do feel as if Danny Curley's going into each game with one arm tied behind his back. He's, he's fighting Tyson Fury with one arm. Like, if you've got, you've got no Larry, you've got no Joe Morell, who's clearly on the bench as well, like, Part yeah. of why I know he's got a World Cup and we know he's going to be slightly distracted, but at the end of the day, Pompey pay his wages. Pompey should come first. He should be playing on Saturday, even if he's not one hundred percent. If he's better than Rand Tonicliffe in the centre midfield, why is he not playing in centre midfield? Yeah, no, that's 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 a fair fair enough question. I would just suggest that I think there's a human element to this, and and they're not machines players and. 
I, I haven't really gone there with Danny uh, uh, about the whole sort of Joe situation. And I know he's kind of, had, I think the but the illness sounded like it was a, a genuine illness. The most recent one was it? Because I've been off. It was Hereford he missed, wasn't it? Yeah, that's that's, I think that was genuine. Um, but it's been kind of stop start from Joe and a, a number of problems, and he hasn't got momentum. And then you've got a moment that's probably the biggest, not of your career, probably the biggest, possibly apart from the birth of your children, it's going to be the biggest of his life, isn't it? To to, to play on that, play on play on that stage. So come on, they're not machines. And I thought Joe spoke really, really well when he came out about it, and it was good to see most people kind of take taking a, a decent view of, view of that. So I think for all that into to the Danny's probably thinking, well, am I going to be getting the best Joe morale out there consciously or otherwise he's maybe distracted? But yeah, the, the, the counter argument is for half an hour, going to get himself out there. I don't think Danny would be, be going to wrapping Joe up, but yeah, for for whatever reason, he felt that it wasn't the right thing to 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 do on on Saturday. I think Joe as well that you know he will when, when he goes out there, he will he will be once he goes out and crosses the line, he will be going in to win win the game. You know, it's just maybe almost a subconscious thing that levels drop on that. So, um, yeah, one to pick up on, and I think that I can see both sides of the coin on that one, really. But one thing I will say is I hope and I fully expect um, a determined uh, Joe Morrell to come back after the World Cup and, and play a, a significant role in, in, in Pompey's hopes of, of reaching the Championship over the rest of the season. Just on that, there, like at this moment in time, if you were assessing. Pompey's season so far and an and eventuality at the come the end of it, would you be optimistic or oh, it's not a good Yeah, thing. yeah. Well I felt that Pompey, I've always felt Pompey were a top six team. I felt that when Pompey were top, they were a top six team. Um now they've tailed off. Um I still think they're a they're a top six team really. Um and, and that's where it's at for me. So that has to be yeah, from there. There and then it's the lap of the gods. It's almost like those seasons with Kenny Jacket, isn't it? I think Kenny did what he was, he, he, you know, sort of, it was a par to hit the playoffs, really. And then actually, and then it's kind of the lap of the gods from there. And you then have to deliver. And I think we're almost slightly back there again, really. I think that's where Pompey should be looking to achieve. And I think they're capable. Um, and I'm hopeful they can, they can do that. I mean, before the weekend, they were still going at 1.8 per game, points per game. Uh, which is you know, not far off the two points that you you would expect um, you expect teams to kind of go up automatically. But I mean, you've got to look at Plymouth at the moment; they're going like a train. Is that sustainable? I don't think so. I think they're kind of doubling their expected goals. So they've either got you know very 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 clinical strikers um, and a keeper that's making saving everything. Is that sustainable? I'm not sure, but. You know they're they're off. I mean, Pompey aren't looking there at the moment, are they? But I think they're a top they're a top six team still, um, and that whether they do it or not, I think that has to be the minimum requirement, and that has to be how Danny Cowley has to be judged. And uh, if he doesn't achieve that, then I, I deem that as a failure. Yeah, and if you say they're a top six team, that top six those top six credentials are going to be tested on Friday night against Derby, who you're very much. In and around, I think Pompey are only ahead of them on goal difference at the minute. Like, so Pompey could see themselves outside the, the top six come Saturday. Yeah, the, the teams around them, that's where, where it was at, isn't it? That's where where Pompey has to kind of step up. And um, and they haven't done it um, a lot of the time in, in, in recent seasons. So, um, yeah, delivering around these these sides. And Derby, you know, I know they've got the big budget, but I've always thought they're kind of, it's been slightly erratic recruitment with them because of their... their, their 
the way they came out of administration and it was all a bit rushed and now they've put a a manager in whose game idea perhaps doesn't necessarily chime with the players he's got. I mean, Paul Warren is a hard, like his players work hard for him and maybe the, the you know, some of the, the personnel, like, you know, Conor Hurahans and, and, and whatnot, excellent, ridiculous at this level, but yeah. you're not going to be seeing him sort of, uh, sort of doing, eating up the mileage really. So I think there's, yeah, yeah, these are the teams that we need to be, be delivering against, um, yeah, probably, uh, probably not the right thing to be saying ahead of a game for Derby, but I just think they might not quite get there this season, Derby, really, with everything that's gone on on there. But a significant threat, a significant um, budget, um, and Pompey have to, as I say, I just like, underline the teams around them. They've got to do. They've got to start winning some games full stop first, haven't they? Yeah. But um, maybe this this is where the uh, the margins will be defined this season. Um, the results against teams teams around them in a the table. Sorry, my daughter's. Uh, <laughs> Well, I think that doesn't agree with me. Well, <laughs> well, I think that might be our cue to wrap it up. When a, a crying baby is in the background, your your attention needs to be elsewhere. Then. Well, yeah, I mean, I've had tears over Morgan anyway, and any thoughts of going back there again? And, yeah, <laughs> six trips to Morgan without. Oh, I mean, I've just got to say that what a like. Oh my, it's like the Twilight Zone that place. It really is that. <laughs> Like it did for Andy Orford, didn't it? That was his final game as manager was at was at Morecambe. Then you had the Barry Roche bleeding, bleeding. Officially, yeah. the playoff hopes were dashed last season. Now this, and I didn't even get a decent stake at the early flyer. So um, yeah, yeah. I thought <laughs> chose his wick off wisely, and I, <laughs> yeah, and he's missing Atkinson as well. <laughs> I dare say it was very calculated by Neil Allen like so yeah definitely well anyway Jordy thank you for your time again and thank you all for watching or listening we'll be back hopefully very very soon with a wee bit more positivity but until then take care and goodbye thanks thank you for listening And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey.